Hello, welcome, and thanks for checking in today to No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. I'm an Airbnb ambassador and 17-time super host, and I've hosted over 1,000 reservations. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two under two and manage my eight listings remotely. My mission is to help new and experienced vacation rental hosts turn their listings into fully booked, profitable properties that can be managed from anywhere, so you too can have no vacancies. If that sounds good to you, let's get right into the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer, and today we have on Luca Zambello. He is the CEO of Journey, which is a PMS, but as I hear, it's much more than just a PMS. So, Luca, I would love to hear your story, a little bit how you got into the STR space, your journey of becoming a tech CEO and any like trends and stuff. I know that Journey does a lot with AI in the space, which is such a hot topic right now. Yeah, let's just dive into it. I want to see where this conversation goes and what we can learn from all that you have to offer. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I can give you a little bit of background about myself and tell you how we got to build the Journey. But yeah, I was originally born and raised in Italy. I moved to US about uh, 14 years ago with excuse of studying. So a couple of years after I moved here, I realized that a lot of luxury rentals for short-term rentals were done through brokers. Very early Airbnb and VRBO wasn't really yet quite popular. So I was one of the first businesses to start doing Google AdWords for the short-term rental space here in LA. And that was pretty successful. We did $1.2 million in commissions like on, on year one. Can I get clarification on that? So were you doing... Was this on direct booking sites? Like you were doing Google ads for direct booking or leading Correct. it to the OTAs? Okay, direct booking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the OTAs were not that popular, especially in the luxury rentals. Gotcha. And, okay. But within 12 months that we launched it, there was like probably 15 companies that came into the space. <laughs> so it was a short lived business. Like you had companies like Luxury Treats, One Time Stay. Some of them are still around. Luxury Treat ended up being bought by Airbnb, actually. And then they flooded the space. So it was a short-lived business, but definitely got hooked me up into the industry. And uh, and from there, I basically started growing a management company. I moved away from luxury rentals. It was pretty crazy to deal with luxury rentals. <laughs> I don't know if anybody in the audience has dealt with that, but it's it's, it's an intense job for sure. And so Wait, I, so we, you moved, did you move from that into you were still managing, but not luxury or you just correct. left management? Okay. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, we start building, this is the time lyrics and Sander and all these companies started and doing ma- master leases and management. So we were doing both a combination of both. We started with master leases first, then we shifted away to management. We shifted away to, to management when we start seeing like what people were signing what type of leases people were signing were like, this is not looking good. <laughs> I think this is a bubble. <laughs> this is something that's happening. Yeah. And so we start signing more and more management agreements. And thank God we did because when the pandemic arrived, it was, was not pretty. But in the process of doing that, we start building a lot of software because we realized that the current ecosystem couldn't really sustain what we needed, what our needs were. And I think the biggest issue that probably a lot of people are familiar with is it's the fragmentation of the space and how to make different tools work seamlessly together as a single system 
it's a problem. How do you make your breezeway or terminal work well with your uh, automated lock systems and your PMS and your pricing? How does all that work well together? And so a lot of these big players start building middle layers on top of these PMSs on their own. But you're very limited on what you can do, which is exactly the first thing that we have done and start selling it as a product at first. But then we decided that we realized that the only way forward was to rebuild something completely from scratch and build a PMS even from scratch that was meant to be vertically integrated. So what that means is that instead of choosing like any any PMS provider has 40, 30, 40 vendors per vertical, right? If there's pricing, they have maybe 10, 15 pricing software. If there's a guest verification, they have multiple. What that does is that you that means that you have to connect through API with multiple different vendors and it's impossible to manage. And you're going to have custom requests from every single one of your customers because every tech stack is going to be different from one another. And that's what's plotted within the industry itself is actually how the PMS is started, which was fine when you had a handful of solutions, but now it's not fine anymore because okay. you have hundreds of solutions and you have like dozens of verticals, right? So that's that, that becomes very complicated. So the way we did it, we said, hey, let's go very deep with, with each integration. So for example, for pricing, we use wheelhouse for guest verification, how to host, we build our own access control system from scratch because at the time we couldn't find any good ones and there were two prices. So we literally built one from scratch and then we embedded everything into a single dashboard. So now you one click, you can upgrade to wheelhouse or how to host, but you don't have to go in their dashboard. There's no implementation process, which takes weeks, sometimes longer and everything is super straightforward. You already have your payment information there. So it's one click, one upgrade completely different way of seeing it. And we took that even further with now the direct integration with Airbnb that we just launched, where you can now be live on your PMS with one click of buttons, like literally one customer just recently sign up. It took them less than four minutes to go live on their, on all their, with all their listings with Airbnb and importing all their historical data. Okay. So that's the difference of a vertical integrated system. It will work so much better. Best way to understanding is looking computers, especially custom made computers versus a MacBook Pro. That's the way to distinguish those. I have a question. So for Journey, basically the difference with you guys, and for anyone who's just listening to audio, it's spelled J-U-R-N-Y. I'll get that out of the way too. Should have said that in the intro. But for Journey's PMS, so by having vertical integration, I'm curious how that works with, I know a lot of the different tools that are out there can do each other's roles. There are certain pricing softwares that can also help with the data search, like analyzing markets and stuff. There are Mm -hmm. digital guidebooks that can also do your automated messaging. So how are you like functioning when there's so many tools out there that like overlap and do each other's roles? Like how do you integrate all of that in one vertical? And I love that. And that's the exact job that I think a PMS should have is actually to compensate for those gaps and to make sure that you allow a user to use what, whichever is best, right? And you don't want to have multiple tools doing the exact same thing because it serves no purpose. And if anything, can, it only creates conflict. Right. And, and on top of that, once you centralize everything like that into a single system, what you can do, and we did this in vision of knowing the AI was coming, you can implement AI tools to really elevate and, and improve your efficiency and your output 
on everything you do, because that's the next level of automation for guest communications or answering reviews or creating listings. So that's, that's all things that you can do. But I think it's the job of the decentralized software. I think PMS is still behave as this separate thing from everything else. Like it's one of the many products, but it's not. You need to be this connectivity platform. That's what we were first. We became a connectivity platform before we became a PMS. In fact, we say our main product is the connectivity platform. That is why we made our PMS free. Although we think it's one of the best, not the best in the industry. We made it for free, oh. accessible to everybody. We charge for the connectivity side of things, which gotcha. that's where, where something that other people cannot offer. Okay. So I know some other PMSs out there, like they on, like within the PMS itself, they do automated messaging and stuff. Are you guys handling any of that? Or are you connecting? All you do is the connectivity and you connect it with another tool that will do the messaging, for example. We build the AI tool for the automatic messaging. It's very different than mm. any other messaging. We just released the, the 2.0 version on the 16 and the AI tool can handle it's much better version of automatic messaging. So like you, you can still have specific things that you wanted to answer and mm -hmm. you can customize on a per unit base. You have a prompt section so you can put all your FAQs, but it will customize the answers as the AI was a human being. And mm -hmm. the level of accuracy we already encountered, it's already high. If you prep it properly, like any AI tools, prompting is probably one of the most important pieces of it. If you prepare properly, it can definitely outperform a human being already. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, so crazy. <laughs> I have questions too. Like if, okay, so since you have one, my understanding with this streamlined vertical is that you basically have one tool that you recommend for each thing. So if somebody comes to start using Journey and they've already been working with a dynamic pricing software, if that's not the software that you guys integrate with, would they have to switch over? Yes. Okay, got it. Yes, it's a con, right, of a system like ours. But I'm sure a lot of inefficiencies are removed as the trade-off. Okay. That's the trade-off, exactly. Gotcha. What about things like when people talk tech stack, it always to me is more on like the software side, but I always want to know like with smart locks or your noise monitor, your thermostat, can all of that also be integrated, like the physical hardware pieces? So that's the thing where we don't have one vertical and we have multiple. So basically oh, okay. all your major lock companies, they all integrate with our system Love because that. integrating with hardware is, that's not the hard part because it, hardware stays the same, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're not going to change locks every day. So it's an investment that, that, that stays there okay. and it's, and they're very similar to one another, most, most lock systems, same things for nice monitoring systems. We built almost every single feature that minute it gives you within our platform so you will have everything within our platform in fact minutes a lot of minutes customers come to us because with minutes they can get now the whole pms fully for free and they can have the dashboards included within their pms as well for anyone who's listening who has never had a pms before maybe they've got one or two units they're doing everything manually right now being very scrappy with it could you give like a rundown of what it looks like you get set up with one and what's the process i guess just like how do you set it up and then what roles and tasks is it taking over for you from then on out yeah there's a lot of things so i'm gonna just make bundle it, it up uh, yeah <laughs> bundle it up but in short Sign up is immediate. You connect your Airbnb account. You just have to log in within your Airbnb account with our 
system, the Airbnb account is fully connected. Sorry, now, and ma- what about like Verbo or Booking.com? Are you guys really just with Airbnb right now? No, we can connect to all of them, but that's the paid service. Okay. We're releasing Verbo and Booking as well included for free eventually, but it's not released yet. Okay. So right now for the channel manager, which connects to home and villas by marriage, basically all, almost every single major OTA there is out there, but that's a paid service. It's we made it very cheap. You can just even just upgrade just that feature and it's very cheap. There's other features that are a lot more expensive, obviously, depending on the tools. But yeah, Airbnb specifically, it's fully free. You can just sync it and it takes literally seconds and it will import a whole year historical. Or your calendars. If you have multiple units, you can manage all everything from a single calendar. We have drag and drop for changing reservations, which is pretty crazy yeah. between units. And um, between units, wait, okay. If I you have, have to... unit, you have to have unit type, not not units. But yes, if you have unit type, you can no, you can do that as well. You just literally blew my mind. That's amazing because my background is I manage a bunch of condos all in the exact same condo complex. And so it's effectively the boutique motel route. And there have been so many times where, you know, somebody books the place with the bunk bed and didn't realize and then check-in is approaching and they're like, shoot, we have two couples. Can we switch the queen bed? And on Airbnb, you can't do it. it. It's just impossible. And so I end up like, blocking dates and that one manually doing it and it's a nightmare then when they leave a review it's for the other listing they didn't even stay in i ran into this so many times so that's amazing right there i love that it's a complicated issue yes and as a (laughs) former manager i understand exactly what you're saying yeah and once you so that obviously the calendar is a big feature the the automated messaging the fact that you can turn on the ai the most of the ai components fully free just a bit limited on the usage that you can have. But if you have sub five listings, you should not hit the, the limit, the monthly limit. And obviously you can create customization within the answer within the AI and everything. More, some of the more advanced settings are available only for paid customers. But again, you can have the option to just upgrade specific features. And then all the reporting is done for you. Obviously you can have pretty good visualization to your occupancy, ADR, right bar, exports, all these reports to import directly in to your accounting tools and stuff like that. So that's that's all things that they're all fully available for free. And obviously there's upgrades for everything. Website builders, pricing we will house, uh, the IoT connectivity, minutes if you have a minute devices actually the connection is free and you can have the dashboard with with all the all the data from minutes displayed there. Yeah, that's in short where you're gonna get okay. For free. Okay, so cool. So I have a smart lock question because that is the one thing that's been so hard for me to automate is I have the Schlage Encode smart lock. Love it and recommend it, but it doesn't currently connect to Airbnb. So I still have to manually change the code before every single guest. Are you able to automate that with this? Yes, exactly. I love it. (laughs) And it'll deactivate when the guest checks out and everything. Exactly. It changes codes. And then we also, actually, I forgot to mention the guest mobile app is actually included. Um, so you can provide the journey guest mobile app where people have a dynamic guide, which is connected to Yelp. So it can changes changes automatically based on the location. If you don't want to build one, you can build one as well. Connect to Wi-Fi without entering a password, opening and closing doors directly from the app. That's also available for free. That is so cool. Does, okay, question. Does the guest have to download the app no. in order to use it? Okay, no, no. good. Because I know for feature. like international travelers, that's not always convenient. Okay, but they exactly. have that. 
but oh, you have okay. that if you if they want okay very cool I love all the I don't know it just bundles everything like so nicely and stuff what's the integration I know you said that you also work with minute the noise monitor what would that look like if your guests start being loud or rowdy do you not even deal with a notification from your minute app? You just get it through Journey instead, or do you not yes. even deal with it? You, Automatically, you the guests get the ways. message to be quiet. Is that how it works? That's exactly correct. You can set up both ways. If you already have it set up with them and you don't want to change it, you can, or you can set up with us. Wow. Okay. Love it. So what about pricing? So you guys integrate with Wheelhouse, you said. Are you having to go into Journey at all? If you've got like peak holidays or anything coming up that you know you want to adjust the price for, you can still always override the pricing software, right? Like we still have full control, but it's designed to be automated if you don't want to. That is exactly correct. Just some advanced settings are still, you still have to go to Wheelhouse, but we're working with Wheelhouse closely to uh, fill that gap. So it's in a couple months, we should have almost 100% of even advanced settings all available in a single dashboard. So you never have to Log in on their dashboard. Okay. I have another one for you. Cleaning operations. Yes. Cleaners getting scheduled. If the cleaner puts in a maintenance request or something like that, how does that get handled within Journey's PMS? So we have a big integrations and a big release that is happening for that specific with a partner, but I, where we cannot announce anything yet. Okay. But there is, it's, it's already currently integrated with the system that we work with. It works pretty seamlessly. But we are, we're putting an even much deeper integration where you, even you have a notification on your calendar when a unit is clean or not and automatically connected with the automatic messaging. So now like the AI will know if the unit is clean and it can automatically tell a guest, hey, if you want the unit is it's available for early check-in or oh for late God. checkout based on, on your availability and everything that is happening around that. We're taking that to the next level. It's not out yet. yet. Okay. It's going to be released on the... Journey 2.5, cool. <laughs> and it's going to be like about two to three months, I say, like alongside okay. with the free VRBO connections as well. Okay. Question for that. How does it get notified that the place is clean? Does my cleaner have to physically like press something or would it be like it reads when she locks the door behind her and takes off or like it tracks the ring camera seeing her exit? That I don't know that yet. Okay. <laughs> I know that my team is building that, so I want to say something, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty automated. And okay. but we're working with a third party companies here together to, to build this. So it's not going to be in-house built by us. Sure. It's, it's the integration is obviously built by us and all the internal automations, but externally you will use the cleaner will use the whatever solutions that we're integrating with. I know that's a specific question, but that is one thing with my cleaner. Like for some reason, they can never tell me when they finish. They just leave and lock the door behind yeah. them. I like they, I've asked them so many times and they just like, I think when they're done working, they just, they're done. They're done. They don't want to talk to me. They don't want to clock out and tell me. So if it could automatically detect when the door is locked, like, cause I'm just sitting there refreshing my- It's easy for us to build. Time log. That, that, that's okay. the whole point that building this vertical integrated system, it's very hard to build at first, but then features like that, they're not complicated. Right. They're like just a matter of, okay, we need to dedicate a little bit of time of development. Like it's like a three days job and it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Another question is how to like changes with Airbnb. There's new releases every quarter with Airbnb, new features, new amenities to check off. 
does journey pick up all of that so that you can update everything in one place or are you still having to actively log into your Airbnb account? No, our goal is to take 100% of everything that is available through API, which Airbnb is really good at doing that, making everything available through API. So even fighting a negative review, disp review disputes, that's, we also integrated that. So like really? every single like moving part, like you should have no reason to log in and onto Airbnb, especially if you're pure premium uh, customers. Even for filing claims, resolution. Mm -hmm. Even for claims, yeah. They wow. have an API for that as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys thought of literally everything. Okay. <laughs> we, just want, we just wanted to, like, I think the biggest mistakes that happens is that a lot of the service providers are not being operators themselves. So like, was, they, mm -hmm. they don't yeah. understand these pain points. If you've been in the trenches, you understand how these small little things make a massive difference for you. Yeah. And so that's why we're taking our time to build this direct integration is as accurate and as good as possible. Yeah, I was just going to say you can I can so tell from everything you've mentioned that like this was born by an operator like you were doing this long enough to know and it seems like you developed this software in the beginning just to help your own business it wasn't even planned that this would become your new venture yeah. but like you can so tell like the, all the pain points you addressed are things that like I deal with on a daily basis as an operator this is just like an operator's dream come true okay I'm gonna throw another That's, one at you yeah go for it what about ordering and restocking things are there any connections right now with Amazon monthly refills or something Thing or through like consumables, like I want to get my shampoo refilled every two months or something like that, or cleaning supplies, or if my cleaner ticks off that something's low. Is there any connection right now for restocking and ordering? We haven't, but it's a good, it's a really good idea, actually. We talked to a company that does just that for Airbnb owners and actually did, allows them to have a discount. I don't remember the name of the company. I've talked to, to the founder. It's actually a good idea. <laughs> okay, that's one more I'm throwing at you. <laughs> Go for it, yes. Okay, I would love to know now, I know before we started recording, you said that there's so much that you guys have been working on with AI stuff behind the scenes beyond just the automated messaging because that's what we focused on. What like trends out there are you seeing? Like how can, I would just love to get your perspective on this like whole landscape that's coming for hosts. This is just such an interesting topic right now. It's super interesting. I've been geeking out myself, even on my free time, so I don't have much, <laughs> but uh, on, on this topic, there's so much happening. I think it's going to influence basically every single industry. And I think it's very important for everybody to be on top of it and to play with it because you have to understand it. You don't have to be a programmer or a scientist to understand it. You just have to play with it, like playing with ChatGPT or similar tools or Bard and Google. And just understand the dynamic of it. Because most people just, when they play with these tools, they go and just do normal prompt. And they're like, okay, that's an okay answer. Yes, that's true. But you can take that way further, even with just a simple tool. Like for instance, like if you want to write a specific email or a specific article, a really good prompt that is, is asking ChatGPT to ask you 20 questions in order to complete that task properly. You answer those 20 okay. questions and it's work. But it's, I promise you with the results that comes out, that would take you way longer. You answer those 20 questions. If it's writing an article for a specific industry, a specific trend or anything, once you answer to those, you will see the results that, of what's going to come out. It's something that you have not seen or experienced before. What do you do with that? You'll go into ChatGPT and say, perform this task and ask me 20 questions about it? Ask me 20 questions so that you can perform it at the best of your ability. Oh, so you're telling 
AI to generate the questions to ask you, but that way you're yes. answering things you know it needs. That's so interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it will ask you a question so that it could perform the job at its best performance. And so I, you could try with something as simple as like writing an article about air, latest Airbnb trends. And these are some of the latest Airbnb trends. Ask me some questions for, the, for that. And then you will see what, what comes out is a much, much higher quality than what people are used to by sending just wow. a, like a simple prompt, right? So this, okay. and this is kind of what, that's why I say people should play with AI because this is what is going to allow you to understand its real potential. And the second thing that I want to say to this is that I, most people are used to linear growth. Technology has doubled in power every two years because computers were doubling in power based on their hardware. So every time the chip doubles in the amount of transistors, it doubles in power. AI doubles in power about three and a half months, every three and a half months. This is exponential growth. That means wow. that every three and a half months, there's been more progress being made in AI that is ever made prior to that. It's insane. <laughs> and so what... We build tools on top of GPT-3.5 that were okay tools because we knew that when the second GPT-4 came out, it would have made them insane. And that's exactly what happened. We didn't have to have do a thing, just small little tweaks to adapt it to, to the GPT-4. And the power of the tool just went through the roof. The amount of information they could, do, they could capture and understand at the same time, it was crazy. We built a tech support chatbot that answers 90% of questions that people have. 90%. That's this, so we did this high. in months. Yeah. This is things, unthinkable things that were happened was happening in the past. And this is going to influence a lot of things. And again, this is just examples that I'm giving in our industry, but another tool that we built is answering reviews. If you see the reviews that we answer, they're better than reviews you would come up with because it's customized to that person, to their stay to their experience, to exactly what they said, I understand the sentiment and I can respond to that sentiment perfectly. Writing listing descriptions, once you put all your amenities and the location, it will get gather yeah. like all this information and give you a list description for you because we integrated GPT-4 within that. But what we're doing, and I'm giving away a trade secret here, <laughs> is really like good prompting. Of course, there's some engineering behind, but Prompt is everything in the, yeah. in, in the AI space, in any type of AI, even image creations or audio. Yeah, I really, I keep thinking about that thing you said with the 20 questions, because I've never heard that before, but that's such a good way to train it, to give you the answers you want. And the biggest hang up I have seen so far with ChatGPT or AI is that it doesn't, even though it sounds very human, it doesn't sound like me always and how I would respond. And I wonder if by doing that, and using your own language, it's almost like learning how to talk like you and regurgitate that back. Absolutely. I love that. Question, how much prep work does it take the host to, like you said, it's all it all comes down to the prompt that you're giving it. So if I have a guest that reaches out and says, hey, we're checking in around 6 p.m., where's the best place to go to dinner? Would I have to like upload my guidebook first on my end or it's just going to pick up the location? And You could. You could okay. give, you could put it in your listing, there's FAQ section specifically for the AI, and you can put it so that will give you a more customized answer to more tailored to what you would answer. Okay. But if not, we have an API connections with Yelp. So it will give you, it would, it's done that on its own. But that's the right. thing. Sometimes it does things that we haven't even planned. 
and it does it better than we even plan. That's the tricky part about, about, about AI. It does even better than you expect. Yeah, it's like suggesting restaurants that you have don't even know have opened. I know. Like, what's <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I know for me, like some of the stuff that I deal with is I'm in a ski resort town, and so I have partnerships with a local kayak and paddleboard rental for the lakes in the summer, and like ski gear in the winter. And so in cases like that, if somebody were to ask where to rent things, I want to suggest a very specific place because I have a partnership with them and can give them a discount. I don't want it to just pull up from Yelp, the best rated paddleboard place and it in will town. Do that for so you. you can program it to yeah. give like certain things. But it's not a program. You would just literally, what, exactly Hell what it. you just told me, you would okay. write it down. Exactly recommend you, this place. Exactly what, tell you them, told, okay. what you tell like, anybody that will be your customer support agent. You put that into your instructions, you're going to give that to the AI and the AI will execute the same command. It's pretty crazy. I feel like it's so much more like intuitive than we even give it like credit for. Like to me, I just, I can't even wrap my head around how it's so advanced. And it's funny, you said that it seems to double its power every three and a half months. I actually had a guest on, if people want to go back and reference the episode with Jason Reese, and he talked all about AI. And I think that episode was three and a half months ago. So I'm like, by now... That episode might be like, it's, old. it's growing so fast. So, yeah. No, but you say a great point because this is what's different than many other technologies that is actually so intuitive and easy to use. So that's why you want to use it. It's a lot less far away and far fetched than people think because it's here and you can adapt, you can interact, you can play with it. This is very different. Like coding was only accessible to a few people before because you had right. to learn how to code. And there's different type of coding, different type of languages. It's insane. This is, it's a whole world that you have to mm -hmm. discover and learn. This is not. Like somebody can come on our platform tomorrow and start playing with AI already. They can already automate a lot of things that they are doing. This is not happening in, in a year when right. people are it's thinking, here. oh, <laughs> this is going to change things in a few years. No, it has changed things already. Yeah. And, and it's happening a lot. It's going to happen a lot quicker than people think. So that's why you want to be on top of it because it's not a job destroyer. It's an enhancer. Yeah. It's a very misconception people have. They're saying, this is going to take away my job. Yes, if you don't learn how to use it, it will take away your job because I'm not going to hire anybody that's not even at least have experience with ChatGPT already. So this is like a like, resume questions get asked to any new hire, like how much of experience you have? What can you do? And then we actually uh, have them do tests on ChatGPT. I want to know how much of yeah. you, are you passionate about it? And those are the people that may get left behind is the people that are not using and adapting with, mm. uh, with AI. It's like not knowing how to use Word or <laughs> sending emails. So they yeah. will be left behind. Yeah. If you don't have a smartphone today, like <laughs> what are you going to do? What other tools are out there? I know ChatGPT is the one that everybody thinks about, but are there other, I know that there's like dozens, if not hundreds of AI tools out there. What are the ones that Journey's working with or just even things that you, Luca, personally are like playing with in your free time and stuff that you're finding value in right now? I love AutoGPT. AutoGPT? Um, yeah, it's, but it's more geeky. Like you have to know some coding. I don't know coding. By the way, I'm pretty tech savvy. I understand technology from the outside, but I'm not a programmer, but I still was able to set it up on my own because my programmers right. were too busy developing <laughs> journey stuff. But it's a super amazing, super amazing tool which auto prompts itself so you can give it a mission. So I actually uh, did a blog post recently about BART, which is the AI by Google, which is connected to the internet. 
and AutoGPT. And I ha had them both scrape credit for the Airbnb group. So there's millions of messages yep. of, of people. And I said, can you summarize the top 10 pain points that hosts are having on Airbnb? And they both did it, but a little bit differently. It was crazy. And then I said, can you create a business model of a product based on that? And it spit out the product. Both of them spit out the products. Mind-blowing stuff. You can check out the I article on our blog. That. Oh my gosh, my mind is like racing. There's so many ways you could use that. Like I'm even thinking, like for myself, I host in Big Bear. What's a pain point of a Big Bear traveler? And if a ton of reviews exactly. are saying like nowhere has a high chair or a pack and play, like, okay, I'm adding a high chair or a pack and play. If they say that there's nowhere pet friendly, hosts could so easily integrate that. There you so go. Cool. Okay, okay. See? So that's auto See, that's, but that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm telling people you have to use it. You just had a great idea. You just understood how to utilize AI for your own usage and for, and yeah. for your own advantage today, not tomorrow, today. Yeah. You can already make changes, improvements on your listings, improvements on your title based on the, what the pain points are, right? Mm -hmm. This is just a drop yeah. in the bucket of things that you can do, right? Yeah. Okay, Luca, we might, I know we have to wrap up right now, but I might need you back on here in three and a half months to talk about <laughs> the next new <laughs> wave of improve. Every three and a half months, we'll get you back on. <laughs> Thank you so much. For people who want to check out you and connect with Journey and get all hooked up with that, if it seems like a good fit for their property, can you tell us how to connect with you? Yeah, definitely. You can visit our website, journeyjurny.com, or I'm pretty accessible on LinkedIn as well. I post quite a bit, both our page and myself. Okay, sounds good. And I'll link that below as well. Thank you so much. You're so interesting to talk to. And I'm really glad we got to have this conversation. And I can't wait to play with Journey. And I feel like you just hit all the pain points that I have. And so I want to definitely start <laughs> integrating all those things. Thank you so much, Luca. Thank you for having me. It was a super fun conversation. And finally, for this week's Am I the Airbnb Hole, this one was actually sent to me by a listener of the show, Marissa. So thank you for emailing this over. Um, I was so entertained reading this. What a wild ride this took me on. But essentially, we've got another Facebook post here, a host complaining about a guest, a review that a guest left, and then we'll see screenshots of the review and more importantly, screenshots of the host's response to this review. So here's the backstory that this host wrote. I had a Brainiac guest complain about humidity when they were bringing all of their wet kayak gear in every night and expected to blame the host for their own wrongdoings. The pool was down until Labor Day, as is stated in the listing, and I was at the complex myself while the guest was during the same dates using both hot tubs as well. My response is how I deal with them when they do this ignorant stuff. This was the equivalent of a guest taking a big deuce on the floor, then sitting there and complaining to the host about the smell. Okay, so let's see... <laughs> what what this guest's review was. Overall rating, three stars. And they wrote, this was a very nice location close to Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, and the Smoky Mountain National Park. Pool was closed until Labor Day and the hot tubs were unusable due to renovations and one being broken. So I guess that's what the host was addressing, that that's a flat out lie. They disclosed that the pool was closed till Labor Day and apparently this host claims that the hot tubs were usable because they were there at the same time. Okay. 
And then the guest says, was as described, but very, very damp. We woke up each morning feeling sticky and our bath towels and wet clothes from rafting would not dry. Private note, hello, thank you for the stay. I would recommend providing a dehumidifier or something to help with the dampness. This was the biggest issue of our stay and made us uncomfortable and might be worth looking into to improve for future guests. Thanks again. Overall, three stars. Now, this is the host's response to this review. Public reply. I have to say this because I am completely sick and tired of guests trying to blame the host for their own stupidity. When you bring in completely drenched rafting equipment and clothing into a one-bedroom condo, you are bringing the humidity in with you. It has to evaporate and go somewhere. When you leave it inside, of course it is going to be humid inside the condo. And no, we don't need a dehumidifier specifically for dumb people who do this. This would have nothing whatsoever to do with our condo at all. The condo isn't a clothes dryer, and there is a clothes dryer on site, but I guess you were just too damn lazy to use it, but want to blame us because our condo didn't dry it for you. I don't understand the ignorance of people who cause things themselves, then complain and blame the host for it. You literally brought in the humid conditions into the condo yourself when you brought in all your wet clothes and equipment. This is about the most ridiculous and downright stupid review I have ever read. The listing plainly states when the pool is closed until June and the hot tubs were working dur during your stay, as I was there myself using them when I was staying in unit 1205, the same dates you were in the same building in unit 1102. This review is dumb as hell and completely retaliatory due to the guests doing stupid things like bringing all this wet shipment into the condo and then complaining about it being humid in there. Do you know what evaporation is? The ignorance of some people, I swear. What? You guys, like... It's just one of those classic situations where the host had a point. The host had a point. Yeah, the guest brought in all their wet kayak gear and you would have gotten me on your side. You would have gotten me on your side. A three-star review from the guest for that is extremely annoying. You would have gotten me on your side. And then you go and leave a public response to the review like this. And now I have to wonder. It's It's just the audacity of this host being like, some people, I swear, this is downright the stupidest thing. Okay, to this host, this is downright the stupidest response to a review I've ever seen. Like, as you're calling this guest out for being ignorant, I'm sitting here being like, what's wrong with you? Like, you are the most ignorant host I've ever seen. How did you think that writing this public response to a review was going to get people on your side? The previous review that the guest left. If I was a potential future guest trying to book this and I read that, I could dismiss it. I could be like, eh, you know, maybe it was just humid those dates. It's probably fine. I'm not that concerned about it. We'll crack a window. You know, maybe it was rainy season. I would let that go. Now that I see the host's reply to this, there's no way in hell I'm booking this condo. Why the hell would I want to be hosted by this host? Like, I just, I just don't understand. You would have had people on your side and you just completely screwed that all the way and it would have been so easy to get this review too because if you could have proved that the two hot tubs were open that right there you could have gotten you could have gotten this review removed easy with airbnb 
they're very good with removing reviews for like factual things that you can prove. So you could have gotten this review removed anyway. Personally, if I was an Airbnb customer service rep and now you called me to get the review removed and I saw your response, I would think you are absolutely unhinged. And I think it's a public service announcement to keep your review, your response to the review up so that future guests are warned. So yeah, way to just throw yourself under the bus because I, I would have been on your side. I would have. And you just completely threw a wrench in that. Uh, go go get some therapy, I guess. I don't really know what to say. I think you need to see somebody for your anger issues. This is an extremely unhinged way to respond over a review talking about humidity and evaporation. Like, please seek help before you host your next guest. Please. And with that, it is now checkout time. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. Lastly, as Airbnb hosts, we all can appreciate a good five-star review. So you already know a great review on this podcast would mean so much to me. Please subscribe, review, share, and connect with me in the show notes below. Bye!